Hello, everyone. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters, Senior Pastor at Pacoima First United Methodist Church in the beautiful city of Pacoima, California. And oh my goodness, we are just so happy that you are joining us. I know my regulars are on board today. So how are you today? I want you to have your Bibles in front of you. I want you to have them in any form you want. And we're going to begin our worship with a song of praise. And you know what we say. We say, do it with me, when praises go up, blessings come down. And now we will be led by our minister of music. Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. Let us sing praises to the Lord our God. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the Lord who made heaven and earth. He said, I will not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved. The Lord that keepeth thee, for he will not slumber nor sleep. For the the Lord is my shade Upon thy right hand Upon thy right hand For the sun shall not smite me by day Nor the moon by night He shall preserve my soul that you open your Bibles to the New Testament, the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 8, verses 31 through 34. Mark 8, 31 through 34. And listen now for the word of the Lord. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. 
And he said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and he said, Get thee behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then he called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now, won't you pray with and for me? Almighty God, as I stand symbolically knee-bowed and body-bent before thy throne of grace, I come boldly asking, Lord, that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray it. Let everybody say, Our sermon topic for today is deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Jesus. Oh, my dearly beloved, one of the saddest things that has happened to many who are Christians is this false idea that being a Christian, a disciple of Jesus Christ, is an easy thing to be. Too many people believe that, that if you're a Christian, you have become a part of a secret group, a society of people who do not have to do much more than join a church, put their name on the roll, get up on a Sunday morning, get dressed, and go to worship. And many can't even do that often. After doing the, the last 50 years, you know, many people stop going to church. And so I guess God has challenged this. So now we must get up and turn on the television, the cell phone, the iPad, or whatever, and before, uh, stand before, or sit before video, and worship God. And might I add, without making any excuses. You see, God wants to know just how serious we are today about being a Christian. Well, well, we go to will we go to any means possible to worship him, or, or are we stuck in doing things the way they have always been? God is saying he's doing a new thing. Get on board, do you not perceive it? Get on board. Well, beloved, let me share the truth with you. Christianity never was and never will be a religion for the faint of heart. Christianity is not a pleasure religion. Never was, never will be. It's not a religion of pure control and pleasure and comfort all the time. Never was, never will be. It's not a religion where you have your own way. Never was and never will be. 
Christianity is not a religion for lazy, slothful, complaining, lifeless, whining people. It never was. And it never will be. In fact, if you come in whining and pining, God will change you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because he won't leave you the way he found you. And because true Christianity is a religion that equips people to deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow Jesus. A Christian knows that they are more than a conqueror. A Christian is a new creation. A Christian is courageous and strong, victorious and obedient to God. So if we are real disciples of Jesus Christ, and we are, our purpose in life is to learn what it means to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Jesus. Can you say amen? Our lesson begins with Jesus teaching his disciples that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering by the elders, the chief priests, and, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. Wow. Beloved, when I, when I read the word, I'm, I'm just struck. I'm struck with the knowledge of how important it is to really understand what you and I here on this are here on this earth to do if we call ourselves Christians. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 21 says, "Many are the plans in a person's heart. Oh, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails." And as a Christian, we must understand that it's it's not about us. It's all about God. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Child of God, it is just absolutely necessary. It is unquestionably essential to know our godly purpose in this life. Because knowing our purpose makes life worth living. Oh, when you're in your purpose, you're just a happy camper. Listen, listen. We were created by God for God, B-G-F-G. All of us, everybody, was created for God's purpose. And Jesus knew the godly purpose on his life. And so the Bible says that he said it quite openly. Jesus said that, that his purpose in life was to undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the preachers, the seminary professors, the laity, and be killed. And after three days, rise again. He knew his godly purpose. So that's what he said, loud and clear. Oh, however, somebody say however. When he said it, in that moment, Peter you know, Peter, his disciple, was not considering God's purpose for Jesus, uh, but only his natural human desires and feelings about Jesus. It was, it was just difficult for Peter to listen to this because Peter wanted Jesus to be king, not the suffering servant prophesied in Isaiah uh, 53. 
No, Peter was ready to receive the glory of following the Messiah, but not a persecuted person. So, so Peter took Jesus aside and begins to question Jesus. Peter said, Jesus, Jesus, what are you talking about, Jesus? Do you hear what you are saying? Jesus, you are the son of God. You don't have to suffer. You can have it any way you want it. No suffering, no death. You can have it all good. What are you talking about, Jesus? Can you imagine Peter asking and confronting Jesus like that? What? Well... If Peter will rebuke Jesus, what what do you think we do? (laughs) Well, let me just cut to the chase today. Listen, listen, listen. Whenever we decide to follow Jesus and do what God tells us to do, we're going to endure some sorrow, some uncomfortable situations, some difficult times. It'll cost us something to follow Jesus. Some people, even your family, sometimes it'll cost you. Sometimes the people you love will think you crazy and turn their back on you when you become a Christian. People won't always understand the change they see in you. And, and sometimes we may even question ourselves. You know what? Child of God, I can remember how hard it was for me to answer yes. And get up in front of everybody to my call from God on my life. I was 14 years old. And people thought I was crazy. Because at that time, women could not be called of God to be a pastor. And the church didn't know what to do with me. And then later on in my young adult life, when my friends saw that my pain about not doing what Jesus said was killing me, it had gone away. Then they began to ask me, and why would you even want to be a pastor? You working in a great job, making a lot of money for the first time in your life. Why would you even want to be a pastor? When you can work in corporate America and make more money, work less hours, be appreciated more, talked about less, and under less stress. Hallelujah. They, they were my Peters. They, they didn't want to see me continuing to hurt. You know, people are conditioned today to look for the easy way out. Or they just want to do it their way. You know, you know the old popular song. I did it my way. People brag about doing it their way. If I say what I'm doing is out of obedience to God, they don't understand. You know what? But I can testify. Listen, listen carefully. When God tells us to do something, it's not always going to be easy. Believe me. It was not easy for Jesus. Who do we think we are? Dear ones, my my real suffering, my real struggle, my real sacrifice began when I publicly accepted the call to ministry as a female youth. And the truth is this. You cannot be like Jesus and not go through something, give up something, 
change something and be strong and determined to do God's will for your life, no matter the cost, because it's worth it. Oh, God is a blessing. And whatever we are determined to do, whenever we are determined to do what God tells us to do, somebody, the devil, will always show up in our face and tell us that we're not doing the right thing because the devil never wants us to perform our God-given purpose. Never. You see, being a Christian of Jesus Christ is an act of obedience, not an act of our will. Don't listen to people who do not have divine wisdom. Can I get an amen? Look at what Jesus did. Oh, I love Jesus. After being questioned by Peter, Jesus quickly turned and he addressed all of the disciples, not just Peter. Jesus looked at everybody and he rebuked Peter in front of everybody. Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Jesus was tough. Jesus was firmly saying, Peter, you are allowing the devil to use you, son, because what you want me to do is what you want me to do. But what my God's divine purpose is in my life is different from what you want me to do. So Jesus says, Peter, you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Peter, you want me to show off, and I came to, I, I came to transform the world. Peter, you want me to glory in my being the Son of God, and I'm going to glory in suffering. Peter, you want me to take the easy way out, but God has instructed me to confront the devil head on. Oh, Peter, you want me to be popular and liked by all the people. But my assignment from God is to be radical, radical and bold and preach the truth no matter the cost. Get thee behind me, Satan. Let me tell you something. This between me and you. I cannot tell tell you the times that I wanted to say that to somebody in front of everybody. Oh, but just like, I do it like Jesus did, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Well, after all of that, we might need to clearly know what divine things are. And so Jesus helps you and me to understand. In verse 34, he called the crowd with the disciples and he said to everybody, listen, everybody, if any of you want to become my followers, let them, let them deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Now that is divine thinking and divine talking. So therefore, child of God, to be in touch with divine things, we must understand three essential things. One, deny ourselves. Two, take up our cross. And three, follow Jesus. Well, what is the definition of a real disciple? 
Now I've told you. A disciple of Jesus is a person who will deny themselves, take up their cross, and what? Follow Jesus. Oh, glory to God. You're doing good. So, first, if we are real disciples of Jesus Christ, we will deny ourselves. That's a divine thing. You see, being a Christian disciple means giving up my desires and replacing them with the desires of God for me. And that's why the Bible says God will give us the desires of our heart. Now, now some may think that means that God will make happen what we desire, but no, no, no. God will give us the desires of our heart means that God will give and put into our hearts his desires. Because when we are a disciple of Jesus Christ, our desires are the desires that God has put in our heart. We desire what God desires. We love what God loves. And we hate what God hates. Amen? And then secondly, secondly, if we are going to be a real disciple of Jesus Christ, we must take up our cross. Now, now, now. That is interesting wording. You see, the Bible did not say bear our cross as if someone came over the, uh, to us when we joined church and, and put a cross on our shoulders. No, no. The word says take up. Take up our cross. In other words, if, if we are a real disciple of Jesus Christ, we will look around and see all the crosses that are in the world and go over and take one of them or even two or three. What we are learning here is that Jesus was assigned a cross for our sins to bear. He bore a cross and that Jesus is telling us to, to take, pick, select our cross and take it up. Oh, listen to me. We will look around and then we'll go and we'll get our cross because that's what a Christian disciple does. You look at your grandchildren abandoned by their parents. What are you going to do? You're going to go over to that cross and you're going to pick it up. You're going to take your cross. You know that your parents are sick. Are you going to just leave them alone? What are you going to do? You're going to go over to that cross and pick it up. Take up your cross. Your son ends up in prison. What are you going to do? Turn your back on him? He's still your child. No, you're going to go over to that cross and pick it up. Take your cross. Your daughter, she's strung out on drugs. What are you going to do? Deny the girl? It's too late for that. Just go over to that cross and pick it up. Pick it up. Take up your cross. Your church needs some workers. What are you going to do? Let everybody else do the work. Let the pastor do everything. Oh, my God. That's not even biblical. Ministry is a cross. Can you take up your cross? Well, if you are a true Christian, a true disciple of Jesus Christ, you ought to have some crosses to talk about. 
pockets. The truth is this. The most important thing that we will ever do as a Christian is to carry someone else's cross until they're able to pick up their cross and resume their journey. Oh, my God. Look at your situation. Look at the situations in the world. And show the Lord the crosses that you've picked up. And watch him bless your life. Oh, glory to God. Listen, taking up our cross or our crosses, oh, it may not be easy, beloved. Oh, but it's worth it. Oh, Lord. Because it pleases God. (laughs) And thirdly, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, we are commanded to follow Jesus. Let me tell you something. At this age, nobody can stop me from following Jesus. Some folk follow the crowd, but not us. We're going to follow Jesus. And listen, we can't be a couch potato and follow. Follow means to get up and move. Hey, hey, let's go now. Let's go. Come on. Follow Jesus with me, beloved. Furthermore, Jesus was always on the move. Being a disciple of Jesus, following Jesus is an action-packed adventure. Glory, glory, glory. Followers of Jesus are busy seeking the lost, healing the sick, casting out demons, telling our story. To those who don't know Jesus. Preaching the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're on the move. We are marching. Black Lives Matter. We are marching. Racism. White supremacy is a sin. We are following Jesus. Oh, we're following Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my dearly beloved. Oh, when we deny ourselves. When we take up our cross and follow Jesus, then we can live the life we sing about in our song. You know the song. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. Oh, in honor of our ancestors and in celebration of of black history. You know the song. The elders used to say, Jesus keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain. Free to all a healing stream. Flows from Calvary's mountain. Oh, in the cross. In the cross. Be my glory ever. Fountain 
were blessed by this word from God because it's just time for us to be obedient to God our creator today it's time to join the church and be actively involved God says he's coming back for his church so I invite you to go to our website and and there you will find a form to join the church fill it out and we will contact you and get you involved and There's a website that offers the opportunity, the same one, to give. www.pacoimafumc.com And also, beloved, I do hope that you will just say amen to this service by hitting the thumbs up button and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. And remember, spread the word of God by sharing this video. And now for our benediction. During this month and every month of the year, let us remember to take up a cross. I suggest we all get involved in Black Lives Matter. And I'm going to keep saying that until I don't need to say it anymore. And now our benediction taken from the Africana worship book. Today is all we have. So we will rejoice. We will be renewed and we will learn from the past. Cherish today. Welcome the future. Because you have given us a powerful and sacred history. So we will teach and learn, speak and listen, and grow strong every day 
of the month. In Jesus' name, go in peace.